You think there is nothing outstanding here? There's nothing outstanding. Did you on fucking this get your ears run over by a car? Both of you <laughs> idiots? Are you serious? No. No, I mean, you're not it, serious. It so there are things that are outstanding on here. Thank you. It it hurts me to agree with Tyler, but like I have to agree with him on this. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys are both assholes. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. This is the the meat and potatoes of our pod. This is what we like to do. Um, my name is Tyler. Way out there, far away, out in the ether, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. But closer to home is friend of the pod, David. Hey, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh man. Go to uh, iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, Ask Night Radio. Uh, yeah, like I said, we're getting into the specific Get Up Kids album, something to write home about. But before we do that, this week, the three of us have sat down and listened to all six of the Get Up Kids albums, and now we're going to rank them and name our favorite song from each album and just kind of talk about it a little bit, and then we'll get into the main okay. the main album. Oh, boy. Something to write oh, home about. Oh, boy, be. Oh boy! All right, boys, you ready? So we're gonna go backwards. We're gonna go from their worst album to their best. Everybody have their notes out. Everybody have their, you know, the. I don't even know what just, I'm trying just, to say here. Just start, Tyler. Just, just, just start. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. What do we think is the worst Get Up Kids record? Okay, Jeff. So this is not their. This is not a bad album. So okay. this is the worst of theirs. But I just want to say that I don't think this is a bad album. But for me, it's on a wire. Eh? Okay, eh? fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, they uh, they got a little bit heavier in this one. I, I I appreciated that. The music got a little bit darker, a little bit slower. They didn't quite lean into the emo aspect of their of their previous endeavors as much as I would have liked, and so because of that. I put this one a little bit lower. Okay. But uh, good. my favorite songs, Campfire Kansas, of course. Are you kidding me? What do you mean, of course? Because it's like fucking rad acousticness. Come on now. <sighs> but even like know, the acoustic man. guitar itself is kind of heavy. So it played into their whole concept of the album and the theme of it. It's good. It's good stuff. Okay. Cool, cool. What do you got, David? Um, I, don't, I didn't get it through all of their albums. Uh, okay. I, I got through uh, their their first four. Um, okay. And yeah, probably on a wire. I would, out of the ones that I've heard, was, was probably my least favorite. Um, wasn't bad at all, but it was just probably my least favorite of the four that I heard. Yeah, I'm with you guys too. I, I don't think it's a bad album, but it's such a. It's weird that this band went completely the opposite direction of what they were doing. But they did it. They did it well. It's not bad. 
Yeah. But it's not what you would want from the Get Up Kids. But my favorite song on this, I think by far is the best song, is the song Walking on a Wire. That song is Ugh. great. It's fucking great. And there's a lot of there's a lot of grunge influence on this record too, which I appreciated. It was good. It was good stuff. Uh so let's go to uh number five on from the Get Up Kids discography. What do you got, Jeff? Uh Problems, their newest album. Problems. Okay. Problems. Um, Problems. This one just kind of like fell by the wayside. There wasn't anything particularly bad about this, but there wasn't anything like great. They seem to have checked all of the boxes that you would want to hear from the Get Up Kids. They had just a little bit heavier songs. They had the emo stuff. They even kind of had a little bit of that weird, like new age or that new wave synth influence that they did in that one mm-hmm. album that we'll talk about in a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, everything just it, it just didn't fit together quite perfectly. It was just okay. That was that was cool. It was alright. Right. Okay. Cool. But the single, the problem is me, is probably like my favorite one. But that one was, I don't know, it was, that one was okay, too. All right, David, what do you got for your, uh, for your next one? Uh, Adora. Oh, the, the comp. Yeah, the, like the, it came out like their 01 album. Uh, like it was kind of a, it was like a cover. They had like a few different covers on it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that was just like my least, or second least favorite one second that I heard. Favorite. Yeah. Jeff likes that one a lot, don't you, Jeff? Well, it has my favorite Get Up Kids song on it. So I want to hear what if, if he has a favorite song from that. I, that would that would blow my mind if it was my favorite. Do you have a favorite have, song for that album? Uh, honestly, I can't uh, think of anything particular uh, that like stood out to me on it. But <laughs> they, heart is they do a really cool cover <laughs> of uh, "Close to Me." But I mean, that was like I I like that cover. Uh, the Suffragette City cover was okay. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of. It's kind of a whatever album. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a comp album. So like I tell Tyler all the time, it's not a real album. So that's why we didn't incorporate shenanigans into our listings. But that's fine. Oh, okay. Even though shenanigans should have been an album. But it's not an It should album. have been on it our rankings. It wasn't released that's as an album. Songs were released years prior to the release of the album. It's just it's not a big deal. It's fine. Okay. Well, uh, number five for me, this Get Up Kids uh, album, I thought just kind of, all the songs kind of bled together, and that was Guilt Show. I just I couldn't really get into it. I think this is the album that they made when they the re, this is like the reunion album, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And I feel like they were just kind of going through the motions, and they were just still kind of getting everything back together. But the only song that ever really stood out to me was uh, "Wouldn't Believe It." But other than that, it was just just whatever. I don't know. Well, Guilt Show was the was the album that while they were touring, Matt Pryor, the singer, had like a like a breakdown. Oh, he did because he was missing his kid. He because he had a he had his first child, I think right prior to it, and they had this like crazy breakdown. Just like left. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's an emotional man. Emotional man. So, what do you got for number four, Jeff? Uh, guilt show. (laughs) Most (laughs) most of the same reasons. It's weird because that one came on hard. Like the first song, they came on super hard, and you you just thought like, wow, this is this is more rock than we've heard them do. It was super melodic. The album itself is very poppy and kind of happy sounding, but uh, there were a lot of different writing credits in here, so everyone's kind of just throwing it together. And, and but it was still good. Like I still enjoyed it. It's you know my third worst. But um, is there a way out? That is a banger fucking song. That drawn out instrumental, like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm all about those. I'm all about those. Nah, and that song was so damn good. good. All right, man. Fool. All right. 
That guilt, I don't know. Guilt show was meh. Whatever. All right, David, what do you got? Uh, Four Minute Mile, their first one. Ooh. What, so that would be your number two, right? Because you only listened to the first four? Okay. Yeah. No, that would be the number three. Is it? For me. Yeah, I have two more after this oh, okay. that I listened to fully through. All right. Uh-oh. So maybe, yeah, so Four Minute Mile, I mean, that was, uh, again, it, it, was, it wasn't bad, but, like, there was nothing that, like, stood out to me with it. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's go to uh, number three, Jeff. What do you got for three? Oh, wait, no, I never said my four. Yeah, it was your Did four. I? No. Oh, yeah, my four was uh, Problems, their new record. I, problems. I felt like it was, what? What did you say? Just go, bro. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was another. It was to me, it was a lot like Guilt Show. It kind of it, a lot of it blended together. It kind of seemed like they were phoning it in a little bit, um, but it still it was like fun, you know. But I don't know. The, I guess the one song here that I would play again maybe would be Fairweather Friends. Other than that, I just think the album was whatever. It was okay. Nothing to write home about. Dang. So so far, so, we're pretty we're pretty close here. Yeah, fairly close. Fairly close, man. Close as we've ever been. Oh, we'll see how that goes. Oh, man. We'll see how that one goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for your number three, Jeff? Uh, Four Minute Mile, their first album. Oh, is your well, number three. That's, that's wrong. Um, but why? Well, tell me why, Jeff. <laughs> so, like, the Get Up Kids came out, and they came out hard in the emo scene, and this, this just kind of set the set the stage for what was to become their best album but matt Pryor's his vocals are so sincere here they're so they just sound so perfect and and he has like this low-key raspiness to it but you just can't help but like it sounds endearing it just it it sounds he sounds so earnest and he just sounds like he's singing to you personally but um this one really slowed down and explored the the emo side of their music and I, it, yeah, it was it was fantastic. It's a great album. I, I still listen to this mm-hmm. album through and through. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Front to back, baby. That's PC. That's PC. But my favorite song from this is the first Get Up Kids song I ever heard. Not my favorite, but it's the first song I ever heard from the Get Up Kids, and that's Don't Hate Me. Okay. Did you hear that at camp or something? Yeah. I figured as much. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of your influence came from, Was were your camp counselors. Yeah. I mean, I had no older siblings, and... I mean, my mom at some point transitioned into the shitty country era of her life. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that, that was like, no, no thanks. And so most of my musical influences came from the people that, like, pushed me to play the guitar. And so that's why I like Dashboard and Get Up Kids. And oddly enough, like the Balancing Souls, too. That's, like, up there in my top two favorite bands. Yeah. Weezer and Balancing Souls. The Bouncing Souls yeah. are? I, I mean, Weezer's my all-time favorite band just because of Pinkerton, but the Bouncing Souls are definitely number two. Overall, Bouncing Souls, I think, are a better band than Weezer, but you can't, you just can't beat that Pinkerton. That is a bold dude. statement, dude. Oh, 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 oh. That is a real bold statement. Oh, man. Weezer has more bad music than Bouncing Souls does. But they're, uh, like, they're high is so much higher than Bouncing Souls. That's why they're the number yeah. one, and Bouncing Souls is number two. But to say that, you know, Bouncing Souls overall are better, is that's... Absolutely. It's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, if I was throwing a party I, and and I had Rivers and he was and I was like, hey, dude, can you play our party? And he was like, yeah, but I'm only going to play our hits. I'd be like, uh, pass. <laughs> pass. 
And then I go talk to Greg from the Bouncing Souls, and he'd be like, "I'm only going to play the hits." I'd be like, "Perfect." <laughs> the, the hits would only be how I spent my summer vacation and like two other songs. Perfect. So sign okay. me up. I guess. All right, David, what do you got? Oh, so okay, so my second uh, would this would be my number two would be uh, um, fucking something to write home about. Okay. All right. I mean, that's a that's a decent decent spot for that, but but I mean, we'll get more into that once we get we get fully into the album. Okay. Um. Wait, what are we on three? Yeah, three. My number three is something to write home about. Sure, I idiot. Just, it was a it's a good album. Just meet yourself, but just meet it's a good yourself. Album, so. Well, I, we'll get more if into it. If you fucking we'll, say There the, Are the Roses fighting, your, the your fighting, favorite Get Up Kids album, you're, you're, you're done. Wait, you're, what'd you say? If you say There Are Rules is your favorite Get Up Kids album, you're done. Oh, well, You're we'll fucking see. done. Well, well, we'll get more into the fighting. Once I'm we done. Get into the, to the main part. So what do you got for your number two pick, Jeff? There Are Rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic album. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, really it's so good. much better than I, I remember it being. I remember disliking this because of its sound. But mm-hmm. as I matured and my taste matured with me, this has now become my second favorite Get Up Kids album. This one, this it's just like everything you knew about the Get Up Kids up to this point has, has been one thing. And like the On A Wire was a little bit heavier and they've done a lot of different things here and there. But this was completely different. This was so much heavier, like indie rock and new wave and almost, you would almost like believe this was some 80s band trying to reinvent themselves. Which is just, it was so crazy. But Better Lie, mm-hmm. that's my favorite song. I love that fucking drum beat. Repetitive and effective. But also, mm-hmm. Rememberable, the last song. I always appreciate those long instrumentals. Perfect <laughs> so outro. Uh, should we say, David, should we save your number one until we get to our number ones? What do you think? Sure, that works. Okay. All right, so my number two. Um, what do you think it is, Jeff? What do you think my number two is? <laughs> Because you're an idiot. No, there's no way. There's no way. I, I think four minute miles is your number one. I think number two is there are there are rules. Hey man, there are rules is my number two. Yeah, I don't think you're. That you're right, stupid. man. I do think you're it's, stupid, but I don't think you're that stupid. I I was I, after hearing you know like um, on a wire and then guilt show and and that I'm like ah oh, dude it's just gonna be kind of like this just be be whatever you know and then like the first song in I'm just like wow this sounds entirely different but it's it's very, very poppy and like the soundscapes and like, I, it's a very kind of complex record for the get up kids, but for some reason they, they're able to keep that poppiness and man, it, it, it's a killer fucking record. I was very, very surprised at how good it was. And especially for a band who's what is their, their fifth album or fourth album. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy that they made this good of a record this late in their career. And um, but yeah, so I I guess if I had to pick a song, I haven't spent a lot of time with the record. I only listened through it once, but I guess I would have to be the song. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Tithe Teeth. Probably Tithe. T i t is it Tithe? T i t h e. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, that's my um, that's my number two. So I think we all know Jeff what Jeff's number one is, right? Duh. <laughs> so before David and I say what our, what our number ones are, um, what song should we start with, Jeff? Oh dang! We did. You got me mid gulp there. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. so like ten minutes was probably the most popular from this or holiday. Do you want to go with like my favorite, or do you want to go with like the most popular we'll go one? With the most popular. Yeah. yeah, just do ten minutes, and everybody fucking knows ten minutes. 
Okay. Everyone knows. That, yeah, everybody knows. Everybody and their mother knows. Easy. All right. All right, David. So what is your number one, what is your favorite Get Up Kids album? Okay, so I guess it's not technically their album because I was just listening to everything on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the EPs, Red Lever Day and Woodson Ooh, is good. my favorite one that I okay that I listened was to that, on it. Was that the one with the? That's the two EPs in the in the one, right? Yes. I don't. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's like it's their O one album, and like to me, like the ones that I got through, that's by far my favorite one that I listened to from them. What? Because I, I didn't I didn't listen through that, but Jeff knows more than I do. Is that? Is that the two EPs from early on in their career? Yes. These are the, these the, are the first two things that they did was Woodson and Red Letter Day. Those came out like 97 was Woodson and then like 98 or 99 was Red Letter Day. And then um, obviously the album. So it, was, so it was after Four Minute Mile or like right around the time, same time before so Four Minute Mile? So I think Red Letter, or not Red Letter Day. Um, fuck, no, I'm getting confused. Woodson came out I think before... Four Minute Mile, and then Four Minute Mile came out, and then Red Letter Day came out. But they're oh, okay. all on the same label. They all came out on Doghouse. But they did a, uh, an ex- like a, what do you call those? A split with Cole S. Mm. That was the first thing that they did in like 95 or 96. They did a split with Cole S. And at the time, I think uh, Dewey's, the Reggie and the Full Effect guy, was a drummer for Cole S, and that's how they met him. And then eventually mm. he became the Get Up Kids Moog player. Because Deweese didn't join the band until the recording of Four Minute Mile, right? Yeah. From what I read, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I want to. I do want to go back and check out their older stuff because my number one is Four Minute Mile. I dude, I was I was honestly kind of blown away by this this album. It was remarkably good, and it was the rawness of it. His like you, what you were talking about, his voice. It has that raspiness, so it sounds like he's almost like struggling to get the words out, and just the just the sound of it all and the songs were great. They were poppy enough, but not too pop punk. And I didn't even think it was that emo. I thought it was more, it was more like punk, like punk emo or like punk indie. I don't know. It's a very different record. It was, they, they haven't done anything like it since, which is interesting, but yeah, I thought that was a killer fucking record and stay gold pony, pony boy. Stay gold pony boy. That's that's (laughs) my favorite song on it. It's great. It's a great fucking song. Great <laughs> album, man. I I highly recommend this album. If I were to if I were to show the Get Up Kids to anybody, I would show them this album. Or I would try to show any album by the Get Up Kids to anybody, it would be this album. So, there you go. 4 minute mile. Um All right, Jeff, I guess that 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 leaves you. What do you got, man? Oh, my favorite album is yeah. their best album, the one that we're going to talk about and that's something to write home about.
Get Up Kids, formed in 1995 in Kansas City, Missouri, by Matt Pryor on vocals and guitar, Jim Septic on guitar and vocals, Rob Pope on bass, and Thomas Decker on drums. They currently have six full-length albums, five EPs, one live album, and are a go-to band within the emo scene. But that one we're doing today is called Something to Write Home About. It is the band's second album, and it was released September 28, 1999. It features Matt Pryor on vocals and guitar, Jim Suptic on guitar and vocals, uh, Rob Pope on bass, Ryan Pope on drums, and James DeWeese on vocals. It's the band's most popular album and has received acclaim from fans and critics alike. Alike. Now, boys, what are our first impressions and do we have any stinkers on this record? Go. <laughs> you got to call on people. Otherwise you don't know what to do. Okay. Let's okay. Like let's have, let's have it. Let's have an order. Let's have an order. So Jeff goes first, then David, and then I'll throw my two cents in. That's oh, how it's going to be. You'll, you'll, right? you'll, you'll grace us with your two cents, huh? Well, absolutely. What did we do because to deserve such such royalty, such royal treatment? <laughs> I feel special because yeah. <laughs> you have a higher ranking than Jeff. Because you're above him. Yeah, yeah makes sense. I, Wouldn't first be the not worst though. Oh, not in this case. No, first the worst. No, because first the not worst. <laughs> Everybody second, knows the that. <laughs> I mean, what's the third then? Third's a turd? No, third's the fucking idiot guy who thinks shenanigans should right. be included on album rankings when it's not an album. So my first should my be. first impressions was, like Tyler said, was from like my camp days going to, to YMCA camp, summer camp. As a child, mm-hmm. as a small, as a wee little lad. And um, all my counselors were in, at that time were into just kind of this scene, very into the emo scene. I had one counselor that was really into like the punk scene at that time. And I think that's where I got like the Bouncing Souls and the Dropkick Murphys love from was from him. But uh, everyone else was really into Dashboard and like the early Yellow Card and the Get Up Kids. The Get Up Kids were always everybody's fucking favorite and everyone always was playing like especially out of reach because it's already an acoustic song everyone was always playing out of reach on the acoustic guitar and so that's kind of like my introduction to the get up kids was at camp and to answer your other question is no there are no stinkers (laughs) there are zero none zilch nada zero stinkers all right all right man all right what do you got david what are your first impressions history um stinkers i mean uh i never really got too much into the get up kids um like i like i know whenever i've heard them like i've i've enjoyed it but like i've never like nothing from them ever has really stood out to me um like on this album like there's nothing bad but like to me like there's nothing really great on it (laughs) what was that (laughs) i mean (laughs) 10 minutes is 10 minutes is good um i i wanted to like i'm i'm a loner dotty a rebel so much like i i could like it but i was i was hoping for so much more is it because of the peewee herman because, re- reference that's yeah okay. that's the only reason just because of the peewee herman <laughs> reference i was just hoping for more but i mean it's it's good it's not great but i don't know wow jeff's gonna have the fucking heart attack by the end of so this sad. <clears throat> and the last oh, time man. i've been invited on the pod uh get up kids man i i just never really got into them i've only i actually have only ever heard of them because of jeff 
and because I've known them for so long. Um, but you've always played them, you know, when we've been driving around or whatever. And I thought they were cool, but I never got into it. Um, but this week, you know, like, like I was saying, when we were doing the album rankings, there are quite a few things I want to go back to. Maybe not this album, but a couple of the other albums. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're a cool emo punk band. But when I when I first put them on, I thought they were going to be uh, like like a like a pop punk band. Like, cause Jeff only likes pop punk, you know, that's oh, all he oh, ever fucking likes. Oh. I mean, I, I've been trying to help him out over the years, especially more recently. I've been trying to help him out, introduce him to like better music. Um, it's slowly working, but, but yeah, like I said, <laughs> I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be more pop punk, but it was, it was good. It, it was a solid listen. It was fun. Um, there are no stinkers, but I'm kind of on the side of David where there's, Everything's good on this, but nothing is like outstanding. You think there is nothing outstanding here? There's nothing outstanding. Did you on fucking this get your ears run over by a car, both of you <laughs> idiots? Are you serious? No, I mean no, it, you're not serious. Fucking... So there are things that are outstanding on it. Thank you. It, it hurts me to agree with Tyler, but like I have to agree with him on this. All oh, wow. you, <laughs> you guys are both assholes. <laughs> it's it's not a terrible album, but it's just it's not. Like I said, it's nothing stands Fine, just out. Just give your fucking oh, rankings right. and let's get it out. Or, or give your <laughs> final review and let's just get this over with. Fucking guys. All right, let's do it. No. Dude, you should love this, Tyler. Actually, you don't like Mark that much. I was going to say, you should love this because Mark proposed to his wife with, through, with I'll oh, Mark Hoppus. Yeah, the, yeah. But you don't like Mark. You're, you're a Tom guy. I'm a Tommen. And, you know, Tom <sighs> had Jimmy World play at his wedding. Tom DeLong. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for such a long time. <laughs> if you come on the pod more, you can do it every single time because it's all we Are talk you as about big of a DeLongman time. as me? Huh? Are you as big no, of a DeLongman as me? Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't think anybody is. Uh, well, that you might be right there. <laughs> have you wait? Have you have you listened to Neighborhoods and do you love Neighborhoods? That Blink album. We're getting distracted here. I, 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 that's fine. I want to know what David David's initial reaction to Neighborhoods is if he's heard it. I don't. I don't honestly don't know if I have listened to it. <sighs> You gotta listen, man. Listen to it twenty five more times and then come back to me and tell me if it's good, says Tyler. It's true. Ten ten times, okay. man. That's all it takes. I'll let you know next time I'm on the pod. Nice. That is it's it's just it blows my mind that like nothing on here. Like holiday banger, action in action banger. Valentine, I can kinda go either way. But out of reach, banger, ten minutes, banger, my apology, banger. Even <laughs> I'm a loner Dottie Rebel, banger, and I'll catch you. Banger. Dude, you named like almost every song. No, I didn't. I didn't say Long Goodnight, Close to Home. I that said almost okay. every song. I didn't say every the song. Company I said dime. almost every song. I think that's got a cool little hook to it, but that song's okay. And Red Letter okay, Day. So so what do we got for our, our bangers? You know, what what are the what are the just told favorite you. banger? Are you not listening banger? to me? But what so is your biggest banger? Run over by trucks. What is your biggest banger on this album? <sighs> so I think this album is fantastic. I think it's fucking absolutely fantastic. Right from the very beginning of the opener, Holiday, you hear that pick slide intro, and it goes, and it's extended, it keeps going all the way down. It's amazing. That kicks off the entire mm-hmm. album. It's You're fucking nuts. You, you're insane if you don't think that's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Holiday was my favorite song on the record, by the way. By the way, it was... So you're being a little bitch about it. Dude, like now that you know about the Get Up Kids, every time like Mike and I get together, we are constantly singing the Get Up Kids. Oh my God, I know. Uh, this morning I was playing Animal Crossing in the living room and he comes in and he's like, oh, you guys pawned today? 
said, yeah. He's like, what album are you doing? I said, oh, we're doing the Get Up Kids. And then he immediately goes into song. See, what like, song was singing. it? <laughs> I, he was singing, uh, I think it was, uh, was it, I think it was Action in Action. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what he was singing. And he was going on and on. I'm like, do you want to be, you want to come on the pod, you know, just guest for a little bit? And he just, he wouldn't answer me. He just kept singing Get Up Kids. For like a good 15 minutes, he was just singing Get Up Kids. In the kitchen, making coffee, singing Get Up Kids. Dude, and go, action, Erica. Action's so good, too. And then you go, Erica, and then keep singing, and then, I don't know. You taught me how. Oh, man. Damn, that's a good What about voice. you, David? Do you, do you, got, do you got any, what's, what's your biggest banger on this, uh, on this album? Probably either 10 Minutes or Red Letter Day. Oh, Red Letter Day is a good one, too. That's one, of my, that's one of my bangers, too. Should we play another song right now? And then get more into it, or what do you want to do? I mean, ten minutes is is it's not their what most you... popular song, but it's probably like their second most popular song. I mean, this was that was another one of my favorites, so it was a good one. Should we talk about ten minutes a little bit more? What do you want to do? Yeah, I think holiday is their most popular song that they've ever done, and then I think ten minutes would probably be number two. All right. So what, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about a song? Do you want to play a song? Yeah, what well, we, we already played 10 minutes, and you guys both okay. like 10 minutes or enjoy yeah, it somewhat. it was good. Why do you it like it? one of my it? favorites. it's a fucking banger. Like, it's, it's, it's a perfect song. It's one of the songs that's more like a power pop song, and it was kind of like refreshing from the emo, from, from a lot of the emo on the record, because it was more upbeat, but then lyrically, it's the complete opposite of that. The lyrics are pretty kind of depressing on this record too yeah he's very like self-deprecating and yeah they throw you through a loop though you know it's yeah you don't know what's going on he really kind of talks about how kind of a shithead he like how shitty he is is. in relationships yeah like in in the in in the pre-chorus part of 10 minutes when he says it's like you're falling in love while i just fall apart Mm -hmm. dude can it get more emo than that does it i don't know I don't know. I don't think, I think so. It doesn't. I mean, I I don't know anything about his his past, but to me, like, it sounds like in this in ten minutes, he's talking about like he's an alcoholic, so he's always going out with his buddies and everything, and his girlfriend gets really upset, but she just loves him so much that she doesn't she doesn't really leave or do anything. But he knows how shitty of a person he is, but he continues to do it because of his dependency and and all that kind of stuff. Like he just talks about his selfishness in the song, but that's kind of what I got from it. But it, it's like the poppiest one on the whole record. But I think it's one of the saddest on the entire thing. Correct. It's kind of cool. It's it good. Cool. It's it's really good stuff. Yeah, this is a solid song, man. Solid, solid song. Dude, I saw I saw Matt Pryor, the singer for the Get Up Kids, do an acoustic set with Chris Conley, the singer for uh, Saves the Day. Yeah. And I saw him at Chain Reaction. It was just an acoustic set, and they played just. Basically, all of their songs, all of each other's bands, Saves the Day mm-hmm. and um, Get Up Kids songs, acoustic. But it was cool because when I've seen Saves the Day live with Chris Conley, they're bad. Like, he, he is an overly nasally voice. And it's, it's like, even for me, it's kind of irritating. <laughs> but when they play together and you have, like, Chris Conley's kind of, like, higher pitched nasally voice. But Matt Pryor's got that kind of raspy, lower register. When you put them together, man, it was, it was something beautiful. It was. There was a good like harmon like harmony to it. Yeah. You know, kinda like Mark and Tom. Yes, it was I mean, just like we, Mark we, and Tom. We always gotta bring it back better. to Blink. But no, hey, come on, dude. Because Mark Watch and your Tom fucking mouth. Mark is is fine. Tom has a has a unique voice is because it's it's annoying. <laughs> but Matt Pryor is actually a good singer. Even I'm not saying good singer. He's not a bad singer live, like Mark and Tom. He's are. good for this genre. 
He's a good for he's very good for this genre. But you hear him do covers and you hear him do covers live and they're not bad. Like he's a decent singer. He can carry a tune. Tom cannot carry a tune live. He sounds no. just as terrible oh, now as he has ever been. No, he's so yeah. bad. And he same with Mark. Garbage. Yeah, Mark's Mark? Mark's gotten worse. Mark just sounds like he sings better because he sings in a more monotone voice than Tom does. There's not as much but fluctuation. He doesn't anymore. He's tr- he sings way out of his range now. Well, that's why I, I mean that's just, so that's just with like nine in some parts of California. Most we're, of we're, California getting, we're getting off topic here again, Tyler. <laughs> it was a good show Amen. I went to. I've seen the, I've only seen the Get Up Kids once too. That's weird. Yeah. Only once. Only once, and it was in Ventura. I don't but think you I've know, ever seen them. I, I I don't think I, I know. I've, if I didn't go with you, I've never seen him. But you know what? What I'm thinking is like because when they were they broke up what in 2004, and then they got back together in 2008. So Jeff, you and I, the time period where you and I would go to a show at least once a week, were between the years of 2005 and 2007. So th- probably the reason why we never saw them was because they were not together. But otherwise, we probably would have seen them ten or twenty times. Because we used to go to so many goddamn shows for like those two years. Yeah, that's all we fucking did. We go to shows. Let's go to shows. No, it's true. And then by the time they released, um, well, they had Simple Science, which was like a another EP right before There Are Rules. That was already 2010, and we were you know well out of high school at that point. Yeah, and into drinking. <laughs> DTF baby, downtown Fullerton. What? What about you, David? What you got anything on ten minutes? Since um, it's your favorite? I mean, not, uh, nothing really specific. I, it, I, I mean, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that like stands out. It just, to me, it's just like a, it's a good song. Um, it's more of like a, it's not super emo-y. It's like, it has a little bit more like pop punkish, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like nothing really, I don't know. The Get Up Kids just to me are, are, they're decent, but nothing stands out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. They're, they're better not, than Jimmy they, World. They're, okay. they're not like uh, Black no, they're, I don't think they're as good as Jimmy Fucking World. Just, they're not. No, you guys. Are they're just, not as good as Jimmy World. You, all you guys no, do is just pick like, like bands a, that you think you're supposed to like and then like them. Jimmy World's no, not that great. Okay. They did Clarity, okay, which so was Jeff, fantastic. Everything else they've done is boring. Jeff, here, we go, here, boring. We here we go. Here we go, Jeff. It, I said it. They could be like a like a poor man's fucking Jimmy World, maybe. Yeah, there there are a lot of Jimmy World influences on this, especially Clarity kind of. No, there's none. There's zero, because. But I will say, Jeff. Okay, think of it this way: the two best uh, Jimmy World albums are Clarity and Bleed American. Correct. I don't like Bleed American anymore. Okay, but regardless, that's their second. What? They're already fighting a losing battle here. I don't like Bleed American at all. What album do you like? But what do you like more than Bleed American? I dare even say Futures is better than Bleed American. You would say that? Yeah, I would say that. I don't. I dislike Bleed Which American. Is wrong. It's like hundred percent wrong. But anyway, Clarity and Bleed American are their their two best records. The two best records from from the Get Up Kids are Four Minute Mile and um, Wrong. What's, what's Something to write one? home about. And there are rules. No, are their well, two best albums? Yes. Well, regardless. Those two Jimmy World records are way better than any of the Get Up Kids records, and even David agrees with me on that. Right, that is David? Also wrong. Don't let me down. As as much as it hurts for me to agree <laughs> with Tyler, yeah, I have to agree with Tyler. I'm glad you're hurting so much on this episode. 
It yeah. gives me it gives me a satisfaction. I'm hurting. <laughs> and I'm uh, winning. I'm the only one winning on this pod. So there you go. You're winning because you should leave this pod and then go listen to Corn or <laughs> something with Omar or something made by Tom DeLonge, oh, and then that's it. That's all you listen to. That's it. Done. Dude, I, I do listen to a lot of that. Not all the time, though. I'm probably listening to this album again after we've done potting today. After I'll we done to it again. Huh? After we done potting? After we done potting. All right. All right, let's move on to um what what what's um what's another banger for you guys? What do you got? Well, I think Holiday's their biggest hit, like their biggest song, their most popular song. All right, let's jump into that. Do you want me to play it a little bit and then we get into it? What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. You want to hear that crazy gnarly pig slide that goes all go. the way down? That's it for holiday. Did David say that it, the pod stopped? No. No. Oh. I didn't say. He didn't say anything. That's my I don't think he was talking at all. Oh, what I the fuck? Oh. Are you fuck. Are you, hear, I, are you hearing things, Tyler? No, I just, I got a text in the group chat that said pod set up. Oh, so you got a text and, and thought he said something? I thought, well, no, he did say something. Well, he after, just said you, after you said something, he no, he texted that. He didn't say anything. I texted that. I yeah, well, I know you texted. Oh my well, God, you said dude. said because I'm because I'm, uh, I thought because I read it from afar. Like I thought bullets. it said because from afar I have bad eyes and it said I thought it said pod stop. It read. So now, now you're talking about our, our our private text messages, Tyler. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm on Jeff's side this again. Is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> say good it's a constant night. battle. Me goodbye. Uh, I mean, like, like that's a it's a good song, but it's fuck you, David. Know, it, it, <laughs> 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 it sounds, oh, I dude, don't know. It's great. You know, it's a good. Like he's trying so hard to not say. D- I just don't like this song. That's what you should just <laughs> no, say because you don't I like, like this it. song. <laughs> Will you ever listen to this song again? Would you ever like put this on a playlist of any kind? Honestly, probably not. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, n- there's nothing 
spectacular about the Ghetto Kids to me at all. Like they're 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 a pretty good band, but like it's just nothing special at all that I would seek out to listen to. I think their their charm comes from their mediocrity. Okay, what? that makes no I, sense. It does. It does. The Ghetto Kids. It does actually. The Ghetto Kids that. are a very basic band. They're they're never flashy. Like the the craziest guitar solo you'll hear is in ten minutes, and it's just he's just playing the the melody. They're not a, an insane band. Like none of them really show off when you see them live. They're very humble. They're just very they're very plain old people. But like that is their charm, and that's what makes them special, and that's what makes them so endearing, and that's what makes it seem like when they're when he's writing these lyrics and singing, he's singing to you. They're playing to you personally. So when you go see him live. It's not like you're seeing a band play. It's like seeing your friend play a show just for you. And that's what makes the Get Up Kids special. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if, if as long as you're not expecting anything oh, fucking... Here we go. You had to bring it down on Austin, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> as long as you're not right, expecting anything good. Like... Fuck it, dude. Don't, don't use their words against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a good Get Up Kid line. Don't use my words against me. It probably it is. It probably is. I mean, they don't have a lot of good lines, so yeah, maybe that might be good. <laughs> I'm just is, kidding. This is Jeff. insane. This is I'm just, just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm well, kidding. What, 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 one thing I, like, I didn't realize was uh, that how many of the members were actually in Reggie and the Full Effect. Well, I thought it was just uh, Deweese, right? Jason Deweese? No, it's three of them. Oh, the, oh I didn't know there's three of them. Matt, oh. Matt Pryor, uh, Matt Pryor, uh, Rob Hope, and Ryan Pope. So pretty all, much, yeah. So th- three of the four members were uh, formerly of Reggie and the Full Effects. Really? Okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. Jason started it. The Pope brothers played with them. I don't think like it was weird because he there wasn't like a full lineup sometimes with them because they only have three albums or of Reggie. No, like seven albums. Yeah, they have a lot of albums. I think they have more than Get Up Kids, yeah. or he does. But the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Continue the joke. I don't know what you're trying to say either. I wasn't making a joke. <laughs> you are a joke. The only, the, only, the only joke here is you, Jeff. That is not. Oh, got him. He no, also honestly, played with the... Newfound Glory. Is that a joke? Huh? Did he? No. Oh, Newfound, wait, did he really? Newfound... No, he what? played with uh, My Chemical Romance. Jason Deweese? Yeah, no, he, he was their their keyboardist for like fucking like five or six years. He all he also played with. He also was on a newfound glory on the Catalyst album. Oh, okay. So he played on the record, but did he tour with them? Nah, probably not. The Reggie yeah. and the Full Effect singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are three songs on here that I. There's two that I put on a playlist, and the third one I'm. I'm still thinking about whether or not I put on a playlist. Wait, which which two did you put on? So on my main playlist, I have Holiday and uh, Red Letter Day. Those are those are the two that made it to my main playlist. And the third is um, 10 Minutes. I, I haven't decided if I want to put that on my playlist. Why would you not put that on? It's fun. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's very good. I mean... Then what do you decide? You put bullshit songs from Corn on your dumbass playlist, probably. Anything from Untouchables or Serenity of Fucking Suffering. Actually, there's nothing from either of those albums on my main playlist right now. But that might change when I remake my playlist, <sighs> which I remake every couple months. I hate you. Dude, I, you've always hated I me. I hate so everything about you. So what's new? <laughs> what is new? 
But um, let's get want to get into bottom. Red Letter Day. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Do you want to get into Red Letter Day? Or yeah, you, you both seem to like it. Let's do it. Hey, man, you're being fussy. I'm not being fussy. I just said, let's, let's get into it. It's probably the best out <laughs> song on the album. So. It's a great song. It's good. I exactly. like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's play a little bit of uh, Red Letter Day, and then uh, and then we'll uh, we'll actually talk about it. But I'm moving really slow right now, and I'm just telling you exactly what I'm doing right now. So here we go. Hit the Red Letter Day from the Get Up Kids. There you go. Red Letter Day from the Get Up Kids. Great song, man. Great, great song. Since Jeff is being a little bit fussy right now, mm-hmm. that's got to get some compliments. It is a great song. I like that song. I, I like the way it kind of builds and, and slows down and builds and slows down. Because mm-hmm. he goes from that, the we're loyal like brothers part, and it kind of like the staccato, din, 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 and then Red Letter I like that Day. Too. Yeah. It's really slow and it's good too. Yeah, but again, like this, this song is is another example of how they don't do anything like crazy. There, there's nothing special about this band. They're just very, they're much earnest men. That's all they are. They are, but there there are some moments that remind me of early Taking Back Sunday. Obviously, this was before Taking Back Sunday, but like kind of like the the back and forth vocals, you know. Yeah, not they not on this me song. A lot of Take Back Sunday. Yeah, not this song specifically, but there are songs on this record that remind me of that. You know, you know what you know what I'm talking about. I I also heard a lot of the Taking Back Sunday when I was re-listening to the Get Up Kids, especially the first one, the Tell All Your Friends album. Yeah, like, that is that is like I feel like Tell All Your Friends would have been like the extension of this album. Had they not made On a Wire, they would have made Tell All Your Friends. 
you know, if they continued on with the emo vibe and taking the emo vibe to the next level, it would have been Tell All Your Friends from Taking Back Sunday. That would be, damn, the Get Up Kids may tell all your friends. Oof. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Oof. Even to hear them cover that album, that would be, really, be cool too. Yeah. But, you know, Red Letter Day too, it, it, what I, I mean, I guess I'm almost like a lyricsman now because Whoa. that's what we do on the pod. And this is another one of those songs where I, it's very much like self-deprecating, self-hating. And um, it's not what you hear from a lot of, uh, a lot of lyricists or people, yeah, people who write lyrics. You know, he just kind of talks about, you know, fell for all of the, his girlfriend's excuses and, and how shitty she was, but he's sick of it and he wants to end it. But then he's also afraid to end it because in, in some ways they still get along and, it seemed he's one of the like he's one of the few lyricists that seem very like I guess earnest. I, Jeff, yeah, I get you're right, Jeff. He's very fucking earnest. He is, and very like bare bones and like really puts it out there in the most basic way, which is cool. But, why do you hate? But them? yeah, I don't hate them at all. Yes, there's, you do. there's nothing you hate I hate them. about. There's n- there's said, literally nothing said, I hate about the Get Up Kids. This whole album is entirely full of stingers. That's what you said. You said those. I words. wish I would have said that. I wish I would have <laughs> said that. <laughs> you said those words. But I did not say that. I wish I would have said that. <laughs> because if I had said that, this episode would probably be like four hours long. Because you and I would be fighting. And also, um, fun little fact: right now, David Shady is uh, six beers deep. Yeah, how are you seeing? It's I guess. <laughs> What time, I mean, what time we, do you wake up? We've been on, we've been on record for no. I, I had my first beer when we started. Whoa! So you've had, you've already had five. Yeah. Oh, you're a wild boy. You're a wild boy, David. Hey, I, I'm living living my best quarantine life. Clearly, I'm on number two, baby. I'm about to start number two right now. What do you got for your number two right now, Jeff? You're not gonna like it, but uh, it's another Michelob it? Ultra infusion, prickly pear castics with some lime. Why do you do that to yourself? It's so good. Wait, Michelob Ultra has a prickly pear infusion? Yeah. He's interested. He's interested. It's lime and prickly that pear cactus. Fucking, dude, that sounds delicious. It's, it absolutely <laughs> is delicious. You get like the, the tart sourness from the lime, but a little bit of the sweet from the prickly pear. Mm, it's heaven. No. It's heaven. For me, this is heaven. Uh, no. What do you got, David? What, what are you drinking right now? I guess, uh, I guess we're I'm going for Pacifico and Clamato. Oh, I'm making what? myself a delicious Michelada. Wow, that's that's rough, man. That's real rough. Oh no, 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 no! The Clamato helps out with the hangovers. <laughs> well, since we're done talking about the Get Up Kids, do you want to talk about any side projects? I'm not done talking about the Get Up Kids. I'm still. Down. I still want to talk about them. There's some other songs. You're talking about Clamato, Tyler. You don't fucking. You would never. Be interested in the Clamato. Oh, I don't like Clamato. Do you like Clamato? No, no. they're disgusting. Yeah, exactly. It's for monsters. No. Monsters drink that shit. <laughs> Are you a monster? <laughs> Apparently. I do enjoy monsters, though. They're fucking good. Those are fucking um, terrible. I mean, I'm down to talk about more of these songs. Okay. I liked a lot of this record. So... What's another one you want to talk about, Joe? What, what do you like? What's I, another one you like? I don't know why, but I, I don't know why you guys don't like it, but I, I, I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. That's a fantastic song. That has, like, straight up in the beginning, when he's just screaming, come tomorrow, I'll be on my way back home. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's like just pleading. He's just yelling. It's so fucking good. Uh, oh, I don't I don't hate yeah. the song. It just I was expecting more out of it. Just because of the build the up reference. in the beginning, or because it, considering the reference, that's it. it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, don't fucking name your name your name your song. I'm a loner, daddy, a rebel. If not, you're gonna if you're not gonna fucking bring it. He did Ooh, bring it. What, what do you want him to do? Fucking masturbate in a in a theater? Is that what you want him to do? Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's, all, that's the only cool <laughs> thing Peter Herman's ever done. Okay. Well. Okay. So so <laughs> we'll, we'll go men. to like uh, the Ataris. Um, San Dimas High School Football Rules. Oh, dude, that's such a good song. <sighs> that's a banger. Dude, I fucking love that song. Also, a fucking awesome movie reference. I'm a what loner, daddy. From? I'm a is that uh, also from Pee Wee Herman? San Dimas, no, San Dimas High School Football Rules. It's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, is it? Okay. I've honestly yeah. only seen that movie once, and I remember nothing from it. Oh, so. yeah, no, because, well, they go to San Dimas High School, and when, when Bill and Ted are doing, like, their, their fucking history presentation, Bill goes, San Dimas High School Football Rules! Okay, and that's, thanks. like, the reference for that song. So if you're going also another fucking classic, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure... With I'm a loner, Dottie a rebel, you should fucking have a banger. It is yeah, a banger. Kind of bring it. No, it's not. And that movie's stupid. And people are Oh, hey, dumb. man. Hey. That's a great movie. No, it's not stupid. It's fucking Jeff, it's a great Jeff, movie. Stop making me agree with Tyler so much. <laughs> <laughs> you guys everyone's, just, everyone's mind is blown right now. Dude, you, I, I don't understand what you. Uh, I can't even speak. <laughs> Words are like bullets right now. Uh, it's true, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I'm alone. I'm alone or Dottie. Uh, fuck. I'm alone or Dottie, a rebel. I, it's a good song, man. It's definitely not bad. Like no. David and I were saying too, like there's not a bad song on this record. They're all good. Just nothing is. They're just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Do you like, Jeff, do you like the song My Apology? Yeah. Dude, that's, that's a good one too. Apology. Like there's the, some like really the good harms that on that one. one. Yeah, there, and it's the way he sings and the harms are really good too. And I feel like the drummer shines on that that song as well. It's it's a solid one. One thing I like <laughs> about the drumming here is just there's a lot of like rolls, like a lot of roll fills. Mm-hmm. And I'm I've I've been into that for a while now, like that type of. I don't even know what you call it. You just call it like rolls, like when he kind of just rolls along with the snare and then goes into the toms. Yeah, that'd be a roll, right? Yeah, roll fills. I think so. That's like the extent so. of kind of what you hear as far as like how good he is. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't, there's, I mean, like none of these guys have any kind of solos, right? So when you hear no. Ryan Pope, the drummer, you hear him do those roles, like that's that's the extent of like his solos. They're like technical ability, you know? But they're not even... That, they're not super technical. Yeah, that, that is like his, him being technical, but even then it's still not like technical. Yeah, it's exactly. very basic, busy. It's it's basic, but it's very good at what he does. Yeah, playing the, the song, baby, you know? right, Tyler? Yeah. Exactly, man. You got to play it to the song. You you don't want to you don't want to overcrowd it. Like I don't know if David listened to it, but we did the Mars Volta record, the Bedlam and Goliath. And one of my biggest problems with that is the overplaying of the drums. I mean, I love the record to death, but it's there's too much going on, and you have to learn to play to the song. And on that record, they don't really do it. But here, this is a perfect example of, or this album is a perfect example of him playing to the goddamn song. It's great. Well, yeah, and it's it's like they're they're not they're not trying to like you know impress anybody with their technical abilities because mm-hmm. like I I don't know them like 
specifically like as far as their musicianship goes like they could probably be much better musicians than it comes out on this album but everything that they do together works so well that it just it blends well like it sounds good like there's nothing no one's trying to like one up the other person if that makes sense yeah it's like yeah exactly no i know know exactly what you mean i almost made a bob dylan reference but then i realized i don't like bob dylan so i couldn't do that but what i was gonna say it seems like the get up kids are are a lyrics band like people really like them for the lyrics and that's it it's like when you listen to dashboard you listen to chris carabba's lyrics you don't really listen to his guitar playing or anything else it's like almost probably 80 to 90 percent of the time it's the lyrics that you listen to and the get up kids are are that you know obviously with some exceptions but for the most part that's what it is Oh, dashboard's so good. They're not really. <laughs> I should say Chris but Brown honestly, I, I really do like the lyrics a lot on this record. I think he he's really good at being earnest, you know, and not seeming entirely fake. Like, he doesn't try to hide anything with metaphors or, like, he's pretty upfront and blunt with what he's trying to say, and I like that. It's It's nice and refreshing. It doesn't sound cheesy, you know. He's 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 a good lyric. He's a good lyricist. That's what it is. I, th- so I respect that. So like in the song, my apology, because you talk like, like in the chorus, when he says sometimes I can think to recite the words that I read and rewrite, rewrite. Wow. Rewrite. 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 And then he, but then he says my pens paint people that I've proven wrong. I've always thought of that as like he's so bitter that he's constantly like thinking about things he should have said to people or things people have said to him that were wrong but he never like spoke up for himself and he dwells on it outside of that conversation and it like eats mm-hmm. at him yeah do you think do you think that song lyrically is about that specifically or you think it's just that part of that song because i got a different from reading the lyrics i got a different i interpreted it differently or i read it differently Wait, which song my apology because uh, apology. it starts off he said you'll be accepting my apology for thinking taking things too seriously so like that Mm -hmm. just sounds like a guy who's butt hurt all the fucking time but he can't not do that like he can't not be a wet blanket and then later on when he talks about like he'll get a job where i tell all my accounts of someone else and Mm -hmm. so like now he's transitioning into something he said i'm going to get a job i'm going to get a job like he either doesn't have a job or the job that he currently has he doesn't like so he has to leave that job get a different one and then tell the stories of all the people that did him wrong. Like that guy you work with that gets a job at your at your place and all that person does is shit talk his old job. And you're like, dude, you were probably the problem, right? Like yeah, that's what this, that's that's what what this song reminds me of. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the vibe I got. See it, because I, I kind of I kind of read it as, you know, he's he's writing the song about the girl that he's with, his girlfriend or whoever it is, whoever he's in love with. Um, but he's writing about her like in a very unflattering way. So it's kind of him apologizing for like the bad things he said in his song. He didn't really mean it. It was just how he felt at the moment. But that's, but I mean, obviously, you know, things change over time. So it's him just apologizing for what he said initially in a song. So I feel like it was a direct, it was like, it was almost like he was directing this particular song at one particular girl. And that was it. Like it was, seems like very, very, very specific. 
I mean, that's what I got. Those two things kind of go together, though. Like the guy that does get a new job and shit talks his old job, a guy who does get a new girlfriend and all he does is shit talk his old girlfriend. It's still kind of like the same thing. So I I think like we're both on the same track there, just came to a different. Our journey was different, (laughs) but we arrived at the same destination. That's true. So the journey technically was not the destination. Correct. The journey was bogus. Oh, man. Should, we, should I play this song? Because I actually I do want to play this I'll song. I do want to play my apology. Because I think I think the vocals are really good. The harmonies are really good. The drums I think are really I, they're really interesting. And we already talked about it. So here we go. My apology from the Cut Up Kids. There's a bit of the song, My Apology, from the Get Up Kids. You know, like, but like, when, but like, when somebody who is a really good singer or unique or anything, like, you hear them talk normally, they always sound, they just sound like kind of weird. Like something yeah, you wouldn't normally, like, okay, that guy probably has like a really good voice because he talks fucking weird, like a weirdo. But like Matt Pryor just talks like a normal guy, like a normal dude. Who you would never think, even by like looking at him too, just like vanilla face and plain old people, everything. You would never think this guy has like a fantastic, endearing voice like this. And like fantastic and endearing. Yes, yes. I mean, I guess so. I the only the only thing I ever saw from them was the music video that they made for this. The what is it? Action and action. Yeah, that was the music video for it. But I mean, that mind you, that was back in what ninety nine or two thousand when they made the video. So I, I mean, he looked pretty 
of that scene at the time. I haven't seen anything of what he looks like now, so I can't say that. But but even in like the know. scene, like the like the emo scene at the time was very. It was just starting like the TPK movement, the tight pants kid movement. Yeah, but you didn't have the swoosh hair. You didn't have not any yet, of that. Yeah. not yet. It was coming. Yeah, yeah, but even like like Jim Ad, or uh, yeah Jim Adkins from Jimmy Rule, right? Like you would never think that he because he's a good he's he's a good singer too. As yeah, much as I dislike that band, but better than than Matt Pryor. You think he's a better singer? I think he's a better singer than Matt Pryor. It's yeah. just different. I wouldn't say he's better. I think he's a better guitar player too. Honestly, like no, I mean I'm not disrespecting Get Up Kids or Matt Pryor, but because I think he is good, he is talented. Don't get me wrong, he definitely is talented. But I just think Jimmy World are a better band. They write better songs. No, that's false. And I feel like I feel like technically, especially, they're better than the Get Up Kids. I agree. Shut up, I David. Mean, it's the way it is, man. I they mean, are. And you're six like, deep. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. You're talking Thai right now. <laughs> no, I mean he 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 does have he has a better voice than uh, than Matt Pryor also. Yeah, he has more dynamic. He's you know, not. He's, Jim Atkins, there's no uniqueness about him. He's just he's a, he's a good voice. Oh, dude! You could replace what what uniqueness is about him? He has no rasp to his voice. He has no Tom DeLonge Jim edge. Atkins, there's no it doesn't, it there's doesn't no matter. uniqueness he has, to his voice. He, you has, me? he has a you, you don't have to have raspness or anything like that to have a good voice. Absolutely, I That's totally true. agree with you. Look at Chuck the, Reagan from Hot Water Music. The guy he that has sings a very at the bar voice. in his cover band dude, Chuck could be replaced by Jim Atkins. Uh he's okay. No difference. How hard a music is is okay. I like his voice. That's where I guess that's where you and I disagree, David. Okay. For well, once, uh, is where we disagree. Yeah, it, it, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until until he brings up fucking his his affinity for corn. But honestly, Jim Adkins, come on, dude, that guy that guy has a very distinct voice. No, like, it's if you were not. To hear, it is okay, not. Okay, oh, listen to me. Are okay, you listen. Me? You hear you hear a song. Their biggest songs like Sweetness and the Middle, or even Pain. You hear one of those three songs, his voice stands out way more than any of the songs from the Get Up Kids. That's not the way you tell if somebody's voice is like unique or not. You 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 need like what do you a, mean? Are you fucking kidding me? No, listen, guy. Well, no, if you're doing with, like a scientific that, experiment, you would need do, you you would need a, a, a constant. So you would need all these singers to sing the same song, and then you would pick out. Okay, let's say they all sang close to me because. They've already done get up kids have already done it. So if you have like Tom mm-hmm. DeLong sing close to me, no matter what he sings, you know it's Tom DeLong. Well, because he's such a shit singer. No, that's not the point, because he has a unique voice. That is the point because that's, that's, that's part the, of that's his not style. The, not what we're arguing about uniqueness of his voice. You're not listening at all. If everybody's saying the same song and you could pick out who say who was the vocal behind it, then you there would be a unique voice. There's no fucking way that if that if Jim Atkins somehow did a cover of Close to Me and you had no idea, and he and, and, and he gave it to me, and I gave it to you. You would never be like, "Oh yeah, that's Jim Atkins." Oh, hundred percent. That's Jim Atkins for sure. There's no fucking okay, way. Okay, okay. No so, way so in what hell. If, so what if you gave me a copy of Matt Pry or the Get Up Kids covering, let's say "Bleed American," that that song, or any of the songs off that record? It would have to only be Matt Pryor though, because if they did it in the style of the Get Up Kids, then you could recognize okay, okay, the style. It would have to. Okay, be, you the take, constant would you be only, everything's the same. Just you the only take out the vocal track. If you were to switch out the vocal track, you're telling me like that a, you wouldn't be able that you could. It's just that none of that makes yes. any fucking sense. What Jim Atkins has sense. a far what, more what has a you, far what more unique, unique aspect. Voice. Is what, what unique sound does Jim Atkins have? He has this kind of like 
Oh, like it's kind of like, like the, oh, it's kind. Here we go with the kind of like maybe a well, little. Well, because I'm trying bit. to, I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to think how to explain it or try to mimic it. But he's he kind of has a, like that's a, it. That's his uh-oh, uniqueness. Uh-oh. Like he has a like that that stopping and starting thing he does. That glottal stop. Seen, what? It's called a glottal stop, like Regina Spector. That's oh yeah yeah exactly like that. He tends to do that more, but also he sings in a higher range than Matt Pryor does. I'm not talking about range. I'm talking about uniqueness of their voice. Matt Pryor is a more unique. But that voice is part of the of, of his unique sound. It's like Mariah Carey. She sings very high, but that's part of her style. Well, that's because it's, part it's, of her it's, style. it's excessively high. Okay, Jim but Atkins that's still a style. Excessively but it's not high. excessively high though. Excessively high would be where if he was like straining to hit like certain like hit a certain. Uh, range no. and he's right, not yeah. like that's just his that's just his vocal range is like is higher than normal but it, it's like a nice it's it's smooth it's not raspy it's i don't know it, you he's a you good can tell singer. jimmy world when jimmy world starts singing yeah there's there's a huge difference dude i'm just, I'm just telling you that if you had a backup band if you had the e street band play <laughs> one song and then you had all these different singers come in and just record their t- vocal track. You're more likely to recognize Matt Pryor than you would no, Jim Atkins. No, dude, no, you are. I not. Di- I hundred percent disagree with that. No, you're totally There's nothing, wrong. There, Jim, uh, Matt Pryor is more unique than Jim Atkins is. No, no way, dude. Jim Atkins' no voice way. is you very still have you still haven't like said anything unique about him, except that he occasionally does glottal stops. That's part of his style. A lot it's of not people occasionally. do it, though. He does it all the time. And not only that, but but listen, okay. He okay, do so it all the time. Let, 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 let's, look at, let's look at clarity compared to this album and the way that Jim sings compared to how Matt sings on these two records. They roughly came out within, what, a year of one another? And yet you look at Jim's style, how he sings with like the long, drawn-out notes during the slower songs and then during the faster songs. He he does more of the glottal stops, but he still c- tends to carry out the notes. Matt Pryor doesn't do that. So he has a different style of singing. Now you're picking the way he sings over how he because sings. that's part of how you you that's how that's but part so of his many style. people draw out notes. So many people can I'm draw. Just, I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it right now. Ready? Out notes. So many people can do that. Matt no, Pryor right. has something that he cannot help. That raspiness in his voice. He cannot help that. He cannot hide that. There's nothing about yeah, Jim Atkins that Jim he can hide like, or anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he, he does like the he jumps like between I, I don't know how what to call it, but he jumps around a lot more than Matt Pryor does. So Matt Pryor is more straightforward, more linear than Jim Atkins is. Yeah, even being boring, Matt Pryor is so more that's, discernible than so Jim that's, World. That's still being unique. That's part of his style. That's his own unique style. But a lot of people do it. A lot of singers do it. Okay. Not a lot but of singers can sound that, raspy, But that adds to naturally. their style. Okay, so so you're saying Matt Pryor, like you wouldn't be able to tell. Wait, what am I trying to say? Because like you're you're only talking about ra- like you're only referring to the raspiness of it. That of is Matt a, Pryor's voice. That, that is something that he cannot help. That is something that unique to him. Okay, something so unique Tom to DeLong, Tim Atkins. Tom DeLonge has the Poway accent. Yes, that is something unique to Tom DeLonge. And something unique to Jim Atkins is the glottal stop. Is the way he kind of jumps. But that's around. not unique to him. Now you now you now you're singing the way he sings. No, it's not. Well, it's not like Matt Pryor created the raspy voice. No, you God know, created the Reagan raspy voice. And many other singers did that prior to Matt Pryor. Oh, that was kind of cool. That was huh? cool. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? It's like he wasn't the originator of the raspy sound. I mean, you you can argue that Tom DeLonge did create the Poway accent. 
and created the Poway Silent. No, because he talks like that in real life. He talks like because a he's real the only in real because life. he's the only one who's ever done it, and, and he's still either, only ever done it. He's what would the Poway the sound be shitty? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, but they, yeah, it, it is <laughs> shitty. But like, even if it is shitty, though, it's still unique to him. It's very specific to to Tom. Nobody sounds yeah. like Tom. Good but, or bad, I mean, nobody sounds like Tom. Well, even like, well, so if we're going with Tom, like early Tom and like, uh, like uh, Dude Ranch Blink One Eighty Two, he there, it's a straight rip off of fucking like Fat Mike and uh, no effects, it, to an extent, but there's still enough there, there to yeah, differentiate something between in Blink Tom's and no voice effect. that it's just it's so weird, it's so bizarre. Fat Mike it, just likes to sing nasally and pretend he's pop punk, but I mean like. With, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't. I don't know. Like what? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm <laughs> drunk. Giving up. I'm drunk. <laughs> can we, can we? How about we get into the side projects now? Because I want to talk about a couple yeah, of prior let's, let's side into, projects. Yeah. Side projects are fun. Side projects are always fun. He had he had two that were that I thought were pretty good. One was called the New Amsterdam's. It was I almost put it as my weekly pick, but I wasn't sure if you would like the Get Up Kids. So the New Amsterdam's is way slower, way more mellow than the Get Up Kids. We we saw them, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we did. They open up for Smoking Popes, or did they? Did we see them somewhere else? I think we saw them. I don't think we saw them at the Glass House. I think we saw them at Chain. That Smoking Pope sure show. We, we saw them together. Did we? We took a nap at that Smoking Pope show. We did. Yeah. We were like up all night, and we took a nap before the headliner went on <laughs> in the venue. In the venue, yeah, we took. It. <laughs> I've done that before. That's how empty the venue was before the Smoky Popes came on. Yeah, there were like ten or fifteen people in the in the glass house, and we were in the back and we were laying down sleeping. But the glass house, like I've had one of my one one of the coolest fucking concert experiences of my whole entire life there. What was it? Uh, uh, this is like probably in one, maybe o two. Um, Goldfinger was uh was headlining. Ooh. And it, it was Goldfinger, Mest, and Lagwagon for like the three main bands, and then like there was some other band. But they went. That's they, a solid lineup. It was a fucking. It was a rad lineup. Um, but because I had seen uh, Goldfinger like the year before previously, and uh, they were like, "All right," so like I kind of knew what was going on. They're like, "All right, this is for everyone who's been a fan of us since the beginning, so who supported us. I want to invite everybody up on stage right now who's who's been with us since the beginning." And they start playing Mabel. So they okay. they start playing Mabel. So you know I fucking run up on stage and like I get up on stage and like I'm sitting right next to the fucking singer like and like I like singing like all the lyrics and he puts a mic to my mouth. Did you sing the high part? Huh? <laughs> Did you sing the high part? The uh, what, what part? Uh, where are you talking? This uh, mine looks like a tube of cookie dough. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so mine just said them just like a small pencil with. Broken lead. So I sang that, and like he fucking starts singing himself, and then I like staged up off the fucking stage and everything because security is was that coming the glass to me. House? But yeah, it was a glass house in Pomona. Is that the first time you oh, you, you staged died? Was that the glass house? No, it wasn't the first time I staged up, but it was the first time I actually got to sing live oh. with a band, which is pretty fucking cool. And yeah, you know, like Goldfinger's like was one of my favorite bands like at the time. So being able to actually sing. Like Mabel with Goldfinger was fucking rad. With Feldy, yeah. Mm. Good old. That's Feldy. cool though. That is really cool. Well, wasn't Jeff? Wasn't your first stage diving incident with Goldfinger? No, it was. 
It was a what show. Was the format? It was no, it was a show. I forgot what it was called. Like the AP tour. It was like the early November. Oh no, the format I think was there too. Maybe the format Limbeck. But it was during Limbeck. That was my first time I ever crowd surf and stage dive. Was at the same show for Limbeck at the Glass House. Nice. I was like sixteen or something. That was yeah. It was fucking dope. <laughs> That's rad. That's cool. Oh, actually, um, just to sidetrack a little bit, Limbeck. Did you see uh, what happened with them? What? Like yesterday? The Mark Hoppus uh, promote was promoting them on his Twitter. Really? Yeah, he he was like uh, he was saying like like go listen to the song. It's it's fucking great or something like along those lines. Yeah, he he directly promoted Limbeck, which is kind of cool. Hey, they made it. And they and they yeah, and they posted about it on their Twitter. They made it. It's kind of cool. There you go. Um, but yeah, the side projects. New Amsterdam's. Yeah, New Amsterdam's pretty cool. That's Matt Pryor's thing. And then the other one that he did, he did a, uh, a like a children's thing, which is I don't know why people do that a lot. Like Greg from the Bouncing Souls also did a children's side project, but uh, yeah. it's called the Terrible Twos. And there's a couple songs that are really cool, but if you listen to more of it, it's so dumb. Like lyrically, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's kids. It's music, so stupid. But even for like kids' music, because like they might be giants, have some really great. I mean, they have a lot of music, but. They have some really great kids music that you can kind of listen to as an adult and not just think like, wow, this is dumb. <laughs> but the terrible twos, they have some songs that are fucking garbage. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, even like like Yo Gabba Gabba, you know, the aqua with the what the Aquabats do for that. Oh, it's just whoa. like some of that shit is kind of like little cheese little too much. No, false. A little too childish. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's not really the Aquabats that do that. Um, do you, actually, do you know who's writing currently? He's thinking about writing a children's album because he has two young children. MC Bat Commander. No, oh. better. Tom DeLong. Not as good. I. Mark Hoppus. Jim Atkins. Not n- better than Jim Atkins. Not as good as Mark Hoppus. There's nobody. <laughs> Billy Corgan. Oh, you're an idiot. You're so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Lost all Billy interest Corgan. immediately. I love Billy Corgan. I love the Smashing Pumpkins. So fucking talented. I don't know how you feel about them, David, but fuck, dude. They're so good. Or Billy Corgan is so good. Billy Corgan is. Um, dude, amazing. Anyway. Yeah, that's, what that's else it. I'm tired of yelling at you idiots. I'm down to talk about Reggie and the full effect because they're fucking, I mean, Jason DeWeese is great. And I feel like he's like one of the most underappreciated part of the get up kids as well as, I mean, nobody really talks about Reggie and the full effect, but there's some solid shit there. So like songs not to get married to was cool, but have you listened to like all of their discography? I haven't listened to everything. I've only listened to a few. I mean, it's, you're probably going to feel the same way. Like you do about like the song, this album is like similar to this one. I don't, there's not enough there. Songs Not to Get Married to, that is that is a fucking great album. That's the one that has What the mm-hmm. Hell is Contempt on as the opening song. Yeah, that song and What the Hell is Redemption, is that the other one? Yeah, and then also that, What the Hell is Oh, yeah, but also has Death Notronic. Lo- yeah, Laura's Australian Dance Party and Death Notronic. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love it. I'm surprised. Have, we've never done that record, right? No. On the pod? We have not. Yeah. 
We've got to do that someday because that, that's that. Have you heard that one, David? This beat is. Which one? This beat is. The Reggie and the Full Effect, the songs not to get married to. That album? I don't know. I don't know anything specific. Oh, <clears throat> uh, okay. That's it's, like for it, sure their best album. Easy. It's really good. Yeah. Like most most bands like good. are really terrible about fucking like specific albums and song names. I just like bands for the most part. Except Get Up Kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get, up, uh, get Up Kids are definitely going to be an entry in my diary on not to listen to again. Oh my god! I wouldn't even go that far. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Dang, kidding. that would be impressive if you had a diary pedaling. of bands that you don't like. No, I was just hoping to make Jeff cry. Uh, he's already cried a little bit. I have been crying. All right, boys. Do you want to wrap this one up? Do you want to give our final thoughts? Do you want to talk about another song? What I'm down to talk to about whatever. whatever. You want. Whatever you want to do. No, Jeff. This is your pod, man. This is this is your episode. This is your. These are your boys right here. Well, I mean, like, we've, we've talked so much about, like, I'm a loner, daddy, a rebel. Might as well give it a little bit of a play, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's play it, man. I'll play whatever whatever either one of you want to play. Let the uh, let the audience decide on if it's a banger or, or if it could be better. All right. Let's do this. Here it is. I'm a loner, daddy, a rebel. There's a little bit of I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel from the Get It Kids. It's too good. That's a good song, man. Yeah, it's good. Boom. You guys hated it. You guys said it was garbage. <laughs> no, we said you're no, garbage. Man. Well, that's just now you're just being mean. I know. I think I'm you're being, sorry. I think you guys are both being fussy boys right now. I think you're being an idiot boy right now. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to be objective here and give the best possible opinion. Out of all the things all you are, Tyler, out of all the things in the world that you are, dumb, stupid, yes. objective <laughs> is not one of them. <laughs> Everything I say and have ever said has been objective. Yeah, you've, never taken a strong, uh, you've never taken a strong sense on anything from what I could Dude, tell. Dude, everything. Everything I take a strong sense on. Oh, you're like, yeah, it's... 
Okay. <laughs> he rides that fence, I'm telling you. He does. He does. It's been riding that sometime. fence in so too. <laughs> it's gotta hurt oh, some it's gotta man. hurt sometime. Not everything, man. Not everything. <laughs> I've strong opinions on on blink. Yeah, three things. Corn and Omar. On Omar, on Metallica, on the Get Up Kids. It's the way she goes, boys. It's the way she goes. Wait, what's your what's your strong opinion on Metallica? Uh, that their '90s music sucks. And the Black Album isn't good. The Black Album is not a good album. Is Sand Anger your favorite Metallica album? Sand Anger is like the one of their worst. I liked it though. <laughs> Only thing worse than Sand Anger is Lulu. I don't, Which might not even be considered a Metallica album. I don't know if there's anything worse than Saint Anger. Have you listened to Lulu? No. The the one they did with Lou Reed. Well, like I'm just talking about like you know uh, albums in general. Oh yeah, no. Wait, listen, you think, listen you to think Lulu. Saint Anger is the worst album that's ever been made by anybody. It's one of the worst albums of all time. Saint Anger is pretty bad. It's yeah, fucking it's, terrible. It's I like Saint Anger. It was good. You did not like saying saying Anger. I did. I put it like as my number like five Metallica. Yeah, you album. put it higher than than it should have been, but it was still. Sin, Sin Anger is one of the worst fucking albums of all time. That's crazy. Style That's, determines my death style. You have not listened to a lot of corn music because Untouchables is one of the worst albums <laughs> I've ever heard. Honestly, David, you should write like after we finish this, go listen to Corn's Untouchables and then listen to Metallica's Saint Anger and then report back to us. Okay, I'll, li- I'll listen. Like I've heard Saint Anger, I don't ever want to do that again. But I'll, li- <laughs> but I'll listen. I'll listen to Corn's album. See which one's worse. I'm guessing it's gonna be. I, Saint I mean, Anger. just off the top of my head, I can think of so many like <laughs> like U 2s Joshua Tree worse than Saint Anger. Well, almost anything that U two has done has been worse. But 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 uh, okay, hold on. I take it back. Joshua Tree is better than than Sin Anger. No, it's okay. not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. How? Yes, it is. Because it you feel be. like it's, it's, it's because you feel like it has to be because it's so popular. Is that why? No, because Sin Anger is that bad. Yeah, and really, Jeff, my favorite band is fucking Corn. Come on, you really gonna pull that card on me? What? I I have like the most embarrassing musical taste in the fucking world. Well, That's at least true. you can admit so, that. All yeah, over the place. I, I, your taste I admit is, it. Is I, I, it's okay, Tyler. Like the the good thing about music is like as long as you feel it in your heart, you're never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the one thing is, I'll get a good song. I'm objective, and my opinion is fact. It's not actually an opinion; it is actually fact. So, oh, you, no, you're full, you're just full of horse shit now. No, I'm not full of human shit. But that's fine. It's just, it's just not. Like, come on, dude. Even like. No, that's not the worst album of all time. You're just—it wasn't that bad. No, any better than the fucking Black album. Saint Anger, no, is not better than Black. Correct. No, no, it was. It was. Saint Anger is better than anything that Bon Jovi has ever done, though. Uh, Yes, correct. Okay, at least as a whole, as a whole, yes. Oh, Bon Jovi is fucking garbage. Yes, true, correct. Okay. But it's my life is kind of a banger. No, mm. it's not. That's kind of a banger. That's kind of a banger. That's a situational no. song at best. <laughs> only we're not talking situations. about a whole album. We're talking about a song. I, that's no. why I said song. No, that's, that's it's kind of a banger, dude. Song is terrible. I don't think you've ever heard "It's My Life." Have you heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, have you heard that song, David? Who's it by? Bon Jovi. 
Who's Bon Jovi? By the Bon Jovis? I, I John know, Bon Jovi? You know. The Bon Jovi's. You know, you know what it is. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? What are we going to do here. with all of you boys? I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up here. Okay, what do you got, Jeff? You guys are just, you guys are off the hook. You guys are off the rails. Get it, kids are great. Check them out. They're fantastic. I don't even like them anymore after this. <laughs> <laughs> because we brought some truth to you? No, but, oh. What is playing? Fucking, dude, hey, who, stop fucking Bon Jovi. Is that Bon Jovi? That's for sure a cease and desist. That's right Tyler. All right. If you keep feeling the song, I'm out. <laughs> it is a situational okay. song. At okay, best. David. Okay, what, what do you got, David? All right, what do you got? Okay, final thoughts. Let's do this. Let's uh, wrap it up. Final thoughts for real. This this is a great album. I I love I love the Get Up Kids. They are they are heavily nostalgic for me, but um, but I also think they're just they're a really good they're a really good band in this in this genre, and um, this album gets a uh, two point eight five. Out of three, dude, that's fucking high. not even a perfect from you, huh? No, there's 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 some songs in here that aren't perfect. Why would I get a perfect three if it's not perfect? Oh, man, that's shocking. That's shocking. So if you don't know, our uh, our album rating system is it's based off of three points. Three is a perfect album. Two is a good album that you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but it's good to give it a shot. And one is hot garbage. So David, what are your final thoughts on this and your ranking? Oh, it's a it's a two. I mean, like it, it's a solid too. It's it's a good album, but again, like nothing. There's nothing specific that like stands out to me. Like it's okay. I I would say listen to it if you never heard it. But yeah, you know, make your own decision. Yeah, I mean it's it's your life. Shut up. Fuck up. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> uh, hey Tyler, don't go chasing waterfalls, man. Dude, it's true. It's true. I'm waiting for your review here. Oh, you're waiting for mine? Oh, okay. Uh, I, hey, man. If, honestly, it was a solid listen. The entire listen through of the discography, for the most part, was fun. It was good. I'm definitely going to go back to their first record and then the... Uh, what was the other one? What's in Red Letter Day? No. no well, I do want to go back it? and listen to that because I didn't to listen that. to it. It's so good. Yeah, I do I do really want to go back and listen to that. But also the, um, the There Are Rules album. I really like that one a lot. But uh, but yeah, this album I I think it's a, it's a solid album. It's good. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid two. Um, there are definitely songs I'm gonna go back to on it. Like I said, I put a couple on my, on some playlists, and um, it was fun, man. I've always wanted to get more into the Get Up Kids because I know how much you like them, Jeff. Uh, and I'm, it's good we finally did it. Almost 200 episodes. Yeah. We finally do a fucking Get Up Kids album. Too long. <laughs> I know, man. So I'm down to do another Get Up Kids. Uh, Whenever or Reggie in the full effect or New Amsterdam's, whatever you want to do, I'm down. You know, I'm easy peasy, as they say. So, um, that's it for the pod, <laughs> right? That's it. That's all. That's it. We got anything else to say? No. Anything else, David? Uh, feeling good? No, I'm feeling good. Um, stay home. Don't fucking spread the Rona. And let's get through the shit. All right, man. Well, Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio because you guys got nothing better to do because you're all stuck at home because we're all fucking losers. So there you go. Thanks again for listening. That's it. That's all. And um, I'm trying to work this out, but it's not working. So yeah, 
You think there is nothing outstanding here? There's nothing outstanding. Did you fucking get your ears run over by a car? Both of you idiots? Are you serious? No, you're not serious. So there are things that are outstanding on here. Thank you. It it hurts me to agree with Tyler, but like I have to agree with him on this. Oh, wow. You, I mean, you it, guys are both assholes. 